everybody, welcome to Talk It Out Podcast. This is your girl, Gabby. KT. And we have a special guest with us all the way from the Unapologetic Podcast. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Jaden Hollywood. Jaden Hollywood. Yeah. He woo, came woo, spare woo, the woo. moment. We literally just posted some on Twitter because Joy wasn't going to be here looking for a third host. And he said he would be thrilled to come on the show. So we got him and we're going to have a good time. Jaden, can you plug your, your podcast, your social media and stuff for the people, please? Yes, uh, please follow me, interact with me on all social media at the great Jaden. Jaden being spelled J-A-Y-D-E-N. And you can follow Unapologetic Pod on both Instagram and Twitter at Unapologetic Pod. And that's Unapologetic with a K. And you can follow us on SoundCloud, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Stitcher and a few other platforms but those are the main platforms whoop whoop check them out check them out and you know you can find us on social medias we have a facebook facebook.com slash talk it out podcast and instagram instagram.com slash talk it out podcast and our twitter is talk it out underscore pod use the hashtag talk it out pod for a retweet and uh to keep the conversation going also we have a website tiopodcast.com Go to TIO Podcast, listen to episodes, read our latest blog posts, and uh, yeah, all that good stuff. So uh, let's get right into it. Today we're going to be talking about um, two things, not really related, but um, two important issues. One of them is uh, gender roles and women proposing to men. And, uh, you know, there's been a... There's been some videos surfacing around as of late of women proposing to men. There's been a polarizing issue. People have been getting, you know, in their feelings about it one way or the other. So we're going to talk about that. And then we're also going to be talking about the um, Charlottesville uh, Nazi protest incident that's happened over this weekend. Our feelings towards it, our feelings towards the response by uh, quote-unquote allies. We'll get right into it. Jaden. Have you have you seen yes. these these recent videos of these women proposing to men? Um, are you aware of those? I saw the one that I commented on where the um, the girls she had on a blue dress and a guy had on like a white. I think he had all white on. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's the only one that I remember seeing recently. Okay. Um, what, what were your views? I know you had like, uh, you had an interesting point on it. It really didn't have to do with generals, but you kind of caught something, but before you caught what you caught, what was your overall, um, thinking towards the video? What did you think about it? I mean, I wasn't sure if if it was for real or if it was a joke. Uh Cause it just, I don't know. It just, you know how... Nowadays, you just see a lot of these videos and people just joke just to go viral and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. So, to be honest, I, I I thought it was a joke the first time I saw it. Yeah. But then I kept seeing it and I actually put, because the first couple times I saw it, I saw it without the audio, just the video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, haha, that's funny. <laughs> and then I see it again and I watch it with the audio and I'm like, oh, this is for real. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. All right, whatever floats your boat. Okay, what about what about you, KT? When you saw it, what did you what did you think? Um, 
I didn't. I never heard it with the audio ever. Me neither. And to I be honest, <laughs> I didn't think about that. Like I didn't think about like maybe it would be different with the audio book. But like I never heard it with the audio. I just watched it and I was like, okay, that's cool, whatever. And I kept scrolling. But like as soon as I said, okay, that's cool, whatever. And I kept scrolling. Then you see other people who also repost that and who are like saying, oh, this shit ain't right. This shit is gay. This shit is blah, 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 blah. Like people <laughs> sh- men should be the ones that are proposing. They're taking away the traditional values of men and blah, 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 blah. Like, and then I was mad. So I had to repost it. <laughs> like, right. like after that, I was like, mm, let me repost this because them for feeling that way mm-hmm. i think i was on the to black one and uh i think all i said i reposted and i was like yes propose to your man and then somebody replied and they were like um i think it was we come from queens and they were like you're okay with this or whatever and i'm like of course i'm okay with it you know we're progressive and radical feminists so you know i'm i'm down for it so um yeah, so I didn't, I didn't feel way towards it, but I know KT, I knew KT was going to get into a Facebook debate sooner or later, and we did. So, <laughs> with, uh, mm. who, what, what's his name? Mr. Level Up? Yeah, he's from, uh, uh, uh Q's, Q's podcast. Q, yeah, yeah, the Critical Dome. Yeah, uh, Q. Well, we're going to talk about what he, what he said, um, because got, that's a- You got the screenshot? But you, you guys know what? She was laughing the whole time. That's why I couldn't take it serious. Uh huh. And then after doing further research, come to find out they were they're already married. Oh, really? Yeah, on USA Today. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um, they posted a video and it says Ashley and her husband Karan are already married, but she fulfilled the lifelong dream of his by confessing her love and proposing in front of a crowd in New York's Times Square. Oh, so that was you see. Yeah, I, I I feel like maybe if they were like in a crowd of people and she would have said, you know, baby, throughout the years, you know, give the little speech yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah, and yeah, the yeah. family would have been there. Then I probably would have taken it a little more serious, and I would have been like, oh, this is a nice moment. But her laughing the whole time, I couldn't take it serious. Right. Granted, yeah, uh, I, yeah, I didn't listen to it with the audio, so I didn't know she was laughing and nothing like that. But the the fact that the guy said that was a lifelong dream of his is that's kind of progressive because you know a lot of dudes they might feel embarrassed if their woman is is getting on a knee and you know professing their love because of gender roles. But yeah. um, well, let's say in just a traditional sense, this is a real live video, or you you're seeing it in real life. What 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 are your views, Jaden, towards, or how do you feel about women proposing to men in general? I mean, to me, I honestly. I don't have any ill will or any bad feelings towards it. I really don't care that much about other people's relationships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, okay, so let me make it a little more personal. Let's say one of my female friends decides that she wants to propose to her boyfriend. I'm going to ask, you know, what makes you want to do that? Only because I feel like a lot of times men are, are usually the ones that are... It takes us a little longer to want to commit. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I can I can speak from a man's perspective and you all can speak from a female's a woman, sorry, woman's perspective. Mm-hmm. And I think that you all would be able I, I personally feel like as men, we it takes us longer to commit than women. So I think that generally I think it makes more sense for the man to propose because when he does, it signifies, you know what, 
I am ready for you to be my wife and I'm done playing with these hoes and I just want to be with you for the rest of my life. I want you to be my life partner. However, in some relationships, the roles are reversed. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the man is ready to commit earlier than the woman and she might be, she might have, you know, other dudes that she's dealing with, or she might be consumed with work and not really thinking about marriage. So it makes, I could say sometimes it does make sense. Right. And, and that kind of, cause I think about that a lot. Like whenever a woman is proposing to a man, they're always like, well, you're forcing the man. What if the man ain't ready? What if the man ain't ready? But then I think about like all these instances of these people doing these grandiose, um, public, uh, proposals in front of millions of people and I'm like what if that woman really didn't want to marry this man but she feels guilty into doing it because all these people are looking at her waiting to see what she says and then I you know I kind of think about how often that happens because I'm sure right. not every woman that has been proposed to has wanted to get married you know that's just you know just statistically speaking so that's that's interesting what, what do you think KT Oh, I hate the whole woman, man, woman, man, woman has to do this. Man has to do that. Woman, whatever. Like for me, like gender roles are really something that I don't think about because gender roles wasn't really a thing in my house whenever I was growing up. Or, you know, like my mom wasn't the one who cooked and cleaned all the time. My dad did that. And my dad still does that. And like to me, um, to me, I feel like. If we, like, if we continue to put those types of standards or we continue to think, like, well, maybe the man is is the one that should do it because maybe he not ready yet or, or maybe, like, I feel like we're always stepping on eggshells when it comes to men. But then when women, when it comes down to women, like, women are the ones that, regardless if they want to be married or not, still have to be guilt-tripped into it. Like you're saying, Gabby, and, like, Jaden said, like, Basically, how come how come it always has to be the man who decides that? Why can't it be why can't it be the woman who does it? Why can't why why can't we do that? I I just don't understand what is such a big deal about a woman proposing. I I just I don't get that at all. I think everybody's relationship dynamic is going to be different, True. and I think that neither man nor woman should propose unless y'all have that conversation prior to and you all are on the same page right right marriage right. is the end goal you know right because if you propose to somebody and that somebody and that person says no or that person isn't you know is hesitant to say yes mm-hmm. then that means there's some somewhere there's a miscommunication you ain't you you somewhere y'all didn't do something right because y'all should be on the same page before a person proposes right yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, agree. I agree like i don't like i i feel that a pro- proposing should never be like a surprise i mean it could be a surprise like they didn't know you were going to propose right then but as far as just like i never knew he'd ask me to it shouldn't be like that you should have already talked about that because there's lots of stuff that come into marriage that you need to talk about before you even consider if that's somebody you even want to get engaged to well most women that i know that are engaged or have been engaged they already knew that they were going to get married they were just waiting they're yeah. like, mm, I don't know. He might do it Christmas. He might do it yeah. Valentine's. You know, most of the time, that's the scenario that I hear. Uh-huh. So in, in that case, you know, I think it's pretty obvious that these are women that believe in the, I'm using air quotes, traditional 
gender roles that the man should propose and he should spend X amount of dollars on a ring, which I think yeah. is absolutely ridiculous. Yes. But Ew. teach us all. <laughs> I hope I hope that whenever I get married, I get like some like little plastic ring or something. I don't know. A like ring pop. For, yeah, like a ring pop. No, because I don't <laughs> eat candy, but and then I, I want a ring pop. No, like a customized just, ring pop. I just want it to be like something that's completely like unspoken of or something. Right. Like, I want I want a black a, one. A Cheeto. Like a hot <laughs> Cheeto. And I'll be like, Yes, we are wow. married. I love you. Oh my goodness. Yeah, but you know you got to change it up. But but let's get into because like I said, we, we kinda discussed with uh Mr. Level Up on Twitter. His whole problem with women proposing is he said it emasculated men. <sighs> And he said that uh, if women started to propose, then there'd be nothing else for the man to do, <laughs> which I gladly corrected him and said there's plenty for a man to do. Like, there, there's there's an abundance of jobs for a man to do besides mm-hmm. trying to propose to somebody. So so what do you think, Jaden? We'll start with you first. Um, what do you think about the, the argument that this is a part of the emasculation of men, specifically, I guess, the black man? Um, <laughs> the, yeah, go ahead. Well, I don't I don't know him personally, but it sounds more like he's projecting his own insecurities on a group of people that he doesn't know. So mm-hmm. I feel like he feels like he would be emasculated if a woman that he is with proposes to him, which is understandable. Mm-hmm. As I said earlier, everybody's relationship dynamic is going to be different, meaning he feels the need to that he needs to be the one to propose to his uh, potential fiance which makes sense but i don't think that that is what all men feel hashtag not all men <laughs> Hopefully. oh no see. don't start that don't start that <laughs> <laughs> the best um so the empress what's what's her name the empress inc she said okay anyway empress uh, she said that <laughs> if women proposing to men becoming normal my question is, what does she mean by normal? Like, that, that's what I want to know. And then he came up and he said, it better damn well not be. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was like, well, what's wrong with women proposing? And he was like, let's just say not, not all change is a good thing. Like, I, I, just, I, I just keep saying this over and over. I just don't understand, like, what the big deal is. And I understand that you guys are saying, like, well, every relationship dynamic is different or every relationship is different or whatever but at the same time like if it's not your relationship then how does that concern you there's people mm-hmm. they always worried about what somebody else doing i don't know why and then uh he went on to say what may seem like progression for women is actually regression for relationship emasculation for men and masculinity for women is harmful so- like I think it's just like know. you said, like Jana said, insecurity. Because I think most of the time, like if it was a situation where it was like they were in the confines of their own home, and the woman was just like, "Hey, would you like to get married?" or something like that, the guy more than likely wouldn't have a problem. But I guess the dude's thinking about, "Oh, what if I'm in public and all everybody's watching, and my my girl gets on her knee and proposes? I'm gonna be so embarrassed." I think that's mainly what it is. It's about embarrassment. And it's, but what y'all you know. also have to remember is that Mr. Level Up is an alpha male. Oh, yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. he, of course, you know, it makes sense for him to 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 feel that way. 
And I feel like a lot, a lot of people, man, we've just been so not brainwashed, but I feel like society has like just really knocked us on the head with these different gender roles. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to break that. It really is hard to break that. I could give you an example. Um, I had met someone offline. We have been chatting for a while. And I said, you know, what time do you get off? He said he get off at um, eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I said, let's meet up. Cause I, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not one of those type of people that's going to chat with you online for two years, then find out you are yeah. just somebody completely different. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, that's going to be an issue. So I, I like to meet people in person, really just feel them out. It's kind of like an interview. Yeah. Um, in a public place. So I make sure I don't get kidnapped or uh-huh. killed. Yeah, like exactly. So um, I don't know, but I'm at that age now where it's like, I'm, you know, I played, I'm done playing the games. I'm looking for something serious. So I'm taking applicants for that. So, um, this person in particular was 30. Um, so I'm like, okay, cool. Up there in age, fine with me. Mm-hmm. So I suggested that we meet at the movies. Now, um, before that, you know, I asked him what he was doing. He was like, he's working. I said, okay, cool. He said, are you bringing me lunch? In my head, I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> like, I don't know you to be bringing you lunch. Right, right. Right? So that, that was a red flag. Uh-huh. And then the second red flag was when I suggested the movies, he asked me, are you treating? And I, mm. I was like, oh, my gosh. I had to put the phone down because <laughs> I was like, I've, I've had bad experiences in the past with, you know, people just trying to use me because I have money. Now, I'm not rich. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But... In Atlanta, it's a lot of people pretending to be something that they're not, and it's normal for people to uh, like leech off of ind- other individuals uh-huh. down here. So in dating, I'm trying to avoid that. Been yeah. there, done that. Okay. So the fact that this 30 year old man asked me, being 25, am I treating him to a movie date? Which <laughs> I didn't even call it a date. I just said, do you want to meet at the movies? Yeah. It really turned me off, and it kind of pissed me off because I'm just like, you know, you a grown ass man. Like as a man, how do you feel comfortable asking a younger man to pay for you? For you know, yeah. I just I just felt like. I just, I, it just pissed me off, long story short, and <laughs> I had to put the phone down. When I picked the phone up, I had politely asked him, um, you know, are you struggling right now or are you used to people <laughs> oh catering to you? Ooh. But before, no, before, but I wasn't, I listen, listen, I wasn't going to ask. I wasn't going to ask. I said, you know what? Never mind, because I don't, I don't, the question that I have to ask, I don't know how to ask it in a non-offensive way. Okay. So I'm just not going to ask. He was like, no, 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 go ahead and ask. I won't be offended. <laughs> See, that was a trap. That was a trap. I know. I was going to say, I love it when they say that because you'll be like, I'm going to ask you something, but I don't want to be offensive. And then they'll say, oh, it's fine. I'm not going to be offended. And then you say it exactly. And then I I, I politely asked, are you going through rough times right now? Or are you used to guys catering to you? Uh And he sent me a four page letter to talk about how I'm insensitive. And I'm just like, I just feel like I don't, I don't know you. I don't even feel comfortable asking you for anything. Like I will, yeah. I will, I'll pay for myself. So, I mean, yeah. Think about it. If you're behind on your rent, 
if every month there's three <laughs> bills that you that you be like, okay, well, I'm about to play any money, any mini money mo to which bill I'm not gonna pay. You know, if you always, if you're always, you know, if your car is about to be repossessed, things right. of that nature. I feel like you should be focused on stacking your money. You should focus on yourself. Right. Focus on bettering yourself than trying to than trying to win somebody over, or trying to impress somebody else, and go out on these dates. Right, and yeah. that's what people that that's what a lot of people try to argue with me on. I'm like, look, if a dude is if a dude don't have a car, he working a little eight hour, eight dollars an hour job at the mall, mm-hmm. and he's living in somebody's apartment where it's six of them in a two bedroom. I'm gonna need him <laughs> to focus on himself. Yes. I would be selfish to ask him to give me the attention that I need for us to date. Yeah. So no, I'm not gonna date somebody in that. whose finances are like that i'm not going to do it well yeah you're right you're right you're most definitely right especially like for people that are actively seeking out you know dates and stuff like that like you this this wasted time now if it's just something that happens huh i feel like i'm being targeted you're not (laughs) but it was something like okay y'all met at the mall okay that's cool you can talk but you're gonna have to you just gonna have to do the little basic dates go go to the river and a walk down Mississippi River with them and uh, go to a free concert on Bill or something like that. You know, there's free things you can do, but just it's yeah. Hey, you're gonna have to be creative. If you <laughs> if you if if your if your money looking funny, you're gonna have to be creative. Go to the park or you know, bring a red box and some chocolates <laughs> yes. or something. But red box to that, it, it, it's it's okay if you live in paycheck to paycheck. I get that. But what I'm talking about is those people that really really need to get their life together. <laughs> they at the club every weekend and their car is three days away from getting repossessed. <laughs> uh, help them. Oh my goodness. Well, <laughs> on the Charlottesville and, and the ter- terror that's going on over there. Segway it. So, um, as you all know, this weekend we had some some drama in uh, lives that were lost or a life and a lot of terror going on in Charlottesville. They had some alt-right, a.k.a. Nazis. Um, they were doing a protest parade type thing or something like that. And it eventually ended up turning violent. Of course it would. And um, as far as I know, one person lost their life because um, a guy was in his car and... Um, rammed into a crowd of anti-racism uh, protesters. And, yeah, as far as I know, one, I'm sure there's probably more now. But, yeah, it's just been a big hoopla. And, of course, everybody on so- has been getting on social media and um, giving their two cents on the situation. Um, so, first of all, I just want to hear everybody's, um, what y'all thought when y'all first heard about, not the violence, but just that the neo-Nazi people were going to... Um, protest and have a parade uh in charlottesville what were your first thoughts whoever go ahead Jay. I, I don't want to go first okay well, okay, okay i will <laughs> um i the first I, I heard it on facebook and my exact quote was not surprised mm-hmm. like like basically not surprised at all because first of all charlottesville isn't it in west virginia where like i don't know if you guys ever seen that documentary of 2020 where basically west virginia is like super duper poor Mm -hmm. and all they ever do there is drink mountain dew and have really bad teeth (laughs) and do drugs 
So, <laughs> and uh, for anyone who lives in West Virginia that we talk to that are podcasts, that is not anything towards you. That's towards the white folks, my white folks. Um, so, yeah, I, honestly, I wasn't surprised. But again, I, I'm not surprised that it turned violent either due to the fact that, you know, it, it, it was neo-Nazi white people. So, yeah. I was the at first when I saw it. I saw it on Twitter. I rolled my eyes so hard they literally fell out the socket. I had to <laughs> pick them up off. The- <laughs> like I was just so irritated. Then I kept seeing and I kept seeing it, and then mm-hmm. to see the to see the violence, and then to see the car ram into the um, the rally. I mean, that stuff like that really makes my stomach hurt. I mean, it's just sick. It's sick. But I can't really, like KT said, I can't really say that I'm that surprised um, because I am familiar with the racism that goes on in West Virginia. And there are a lot of racist people that blend in with everyday society mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they they these are the people that own the banks and the stores and they yep. they they decide if you get a loan or not they mm-hmm. decide if you're getting a car or not and i'm really not surprised like racism is still real and i'm not surprised that these people did what they did like the rally with the tiki it's just it's just so sad like people get so consumed with hate that they do dumb stuff like this you could be so blinded and so brainwashed to really think that this country belongs to you when you stole it so you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna take a ride up to west virginia i'm gonna pull up to one of their houses i'm gonna be like oh all right bitch this is my house now go ahead get your shit get the fuck out it's mine right, right. and i'm gonna see how they feel about it just like when the Europeans came to America, there were already people here. So how do you feel like you are entitled to this country when at the end of the day you stole it? You literally had to kill people to get it. Yep. So yes, what makes God. you feel like you're better than anybody? At the end of the day, this this nation the, it will never be successful if there's no diversity in it. Let's keep it real. Right. That's why y'all left Europe in the first place. It was, you know, things weren't going right over there. Right. At the same time, like, I also am not surprised due to the fact that, like, look who our president is. And, like, like Trump, he basically said he doesn't want violence. He doesn't want all that. But at the same time, you're speaking violence every fucking day on your Twitter. So it makes no sense to me. Like, I, it just, like, this shit is not adding up, point blank, period. Like, all this time, you've been talking all this shit, all this racist shit, all this sexist shit being terrible 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 person and then you want to act basically brand new whenever you see the shit going on like this isn't something that is just now happening and this isn't something that you can just say oh i want peace from because it and and you know it's not just trump it's white liberals who are saying that too it's always uh what was that hashtag that i'm seeing it's called it's this hashtag, is not us this is not us yeah or no, this is not the U.S. or something like that. No, this that. is but not like, us. Oh, it is. Okay, yeah. well, it is us. Like Jane <laughs> said, like genocide, slavery. Like, are did you guys fall asleep during history class? Even are you awake now? Like, it, it like doesn't make sense. How can you say this is not us when it is us? 
this is the United States of America. This is us. This is what yeah, we do. But to, to them, it's not us because they live in this. They live. They get so consumed in living in this bubble. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, I know I, I'm the only black person at my job. So, mm-hmm. and I've been at, I've been at this accounting firm for almost two years, and it's so interesting to to hear the way that um, privileged white folks think. Uh-huh. So I have one coworker who was not always privileged. She grew up in the hood, in the gutter, in the streets. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she, like a lot of people that grew up like that, um, went to school, got an education, got a good job, but now she is living in this bubble where she feels like she lives like this privileged this privileged white woman life like as if there's no such thing as systematic racism Mm. and as Mm. if people that are poor it's all their fault and i'm just like yo you are living in your own reality that is (laughs) crazy you just created this world as if you don't remember what you really forgot where you came from didn't you but oh, let, best believe a little Wayne song come on, or or um, back that ass up, come on, and she know all the lyrics. Oh yeah, oh yeah, come of on, and, come on. Ooh, I I just can't stand it. Oh, that's what really grinds my gears. I mean, I can't stand the the conservative Republicans guys and all their rhetoric, but I really can't stand a uh, hypocritical white liberal who who thinks first of all, like we talked about in our Tears for Fears episode. They they create this this witty Twitter tweet or whatever, and you know it gets all these retweets, and you even get black people that are like hailing them as like the Messiah, like oh this this is our new <laughs> civil rights leader, and then they think they really didn't did something because they didn't tweeted Black Lives Matter, and then they have the audacity to say I can't believe this happens in 2017, like literally yesterday a black man didn't get killed by the police and was like walking away, like like that like. This right. stuff isn't happening. Like it, you, I don't know. What one thing say? that I, one thing that I can't stand is I'm gonna talk about this on unapologetic podcast next episode. Yeah, listen. Because right. earlier this week I had went off when I was like, I'm really ready to shake the table and I'm really ready to call some people out uh-huh. because I hate when people are hypocrites and I hate a fake ass ally. That's what I hate. Uh-huh. So. I'm related to this scenario. So you have these white people that are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that this is what is going on in this world. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is <laughs> not us. But you, when you get around your white friends, you let everybody slip up and call us niggas and Negroes uh-huh. yep. and niggers. So <clears throat> I feel like people who don't speak up are a part of the problem. Yep, absolutely. You can you pe- people get on their platforms and act like they are allies to different communities, marginalized communities, but then when they get around their friends, they forget that the mics are on mm-hmm. and the real them comes out oh, and yeah. that pisses me the <laughs> fuck off. And that's all I'm going to say on that okay. until when I really get into it. All right, well, we'll be waiting for it. But I- we waiting cuz <laughs> As soon as we seen you say you're going to call some people out, me and Gabby were like, yes, we're ready. Let's do it. <laughs> we can't wait. But you're right. You're, you're 100% right. I think, where was it? Well, Martin Luther King, the Birmingham letters, what was that what it was called? When he was talking about the, the white moderates and how they're worse than 
the the white races that you see because of their silence and being complicit with it. Like they literally have people in their family that are racist and I don't know what hate black people, but refuse to say anything about it. But want to get a pat on the back because you know they say Black Lives Matter, wear a Black Lives Matter T-shirt, and you know they. I think a lot of that is just. I, maybe social media, but it's it's been happening forever. But people just want to uh, feel proud, act like they they're actually doing something, boost their egos, make them seem like they're mm-hmm. a better person that they are. But you're really not doing nothing. Like really, when you get down to it, all these tweets is doing nothing. Everybody that's retweeting what you said, they already believe it. You're preaching to the choir. You're not converting any new people that I know. You're just doing this. So that people can see you. Like, what are you actually doing that is going to change anything? The the most you can do is, like I said, personally talk to them gracious folks in your family. uh, Get them together and legislate, you know, legislation. Like, talking to your uh, senators and representatives and getting the, the racist folks out of there. If you're not doing that and all you're doing is, you know, just wanting tweets and uh, to sell t-shirts with quirky slogans then you're not really about anything and i think that's majority of white liberals to be honest like Mm -hmm. they're they're not really about anything none of them they're not progressive they're they're just they're not they're not outwardly racist like they won't call you the (laughs) n-word and they like rap music so they think they're somehow righteous you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. it's so yeah i can't stand them but kt um (laughs) What are you one of those white liberals or are you different? I'm not gonna say I'm different, uh, because I'm sure that I have fucked up somewhere around down the road, through the road, but I am definitely doing my my best not to be one of those white liberals. Um, but I know like Gabby previously has called me what was a, a typical white liberal? A basic so, white like, liberal. Yeah, yeah, basic like w- white liberal. So I'm trying to get away from that. I'm trying to be as, as like the best ally that I could possibly be. And, and just, I think yeah, you already take it. I already. I feel like you already taken steps towards that just by <clears throat> expressing and trying to change the mentality of individuals that pay. attention attention to you on your platform and i think that's important is really changing the mentality of individuals right and it's not going to happen overnight it's going to take repetition because you literally have to unlearn a behavior you have to unlearn racism and you have to back out the brainwashing that has been done passed down from generation to generation yeah it's a lot of work but but going back to those white liberals that's that's one of the reasons why people are like well the racists will die out the racists will die out but i mean we've had slavery for about 400 years and it seems like racism is just is still on and chugging because of those white moderates that refuse to educate anybody they would talk to us they talk to the black folks and they talk to other liberals but they refuse to talk to the people that's really out there doing the damage that's why ain't nothing changing also i feel like i've I've heard like a million white people friends co- uh, acquaintances and things like that who have said i don't keep those racist people on my facebook i don't keep those racist people on my feed i block them and i delete them but i feel like like people of color are not allowed to block and delete. Like that's not something that you guys are allowed to do because it's going on, not only on social media or like your jobs, like that, that literally happens every day. You, you were born into racism. That's just basically how it is. 
So I feel like white people who opt out and just like delete their friends and things like that who are racist are like opting out of being an ally because they're not correcting those people. Mm -hmm. Instead, they're just blocking them and just going on with their lives. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100 percent. And and did y'all guys see that tweet by uh the women's march? <laughs> we talked about the women's march and we went in on them because it just became this this big corporate white women march. But then they're like, oh, after all of this, after all the the crazy white men come out, oh, well we might as well let the black women lead and let them take the lead. It's like, oh, no, I've seen that. why? <laughs> what did the tweet say? It said, let me see if I can find it. It was like, um. Now more than ever, we need to to march behind our um, f- women of color. So let me see if I can find it real quick. Because I was like, mm-hmm. uh-uh, no man. These be the, these are the same women that's gonna bust it wide open for their racist husband. You already tonight. know it. Yeah, you already know it. And they because people are saying, well, you know, those dudes are all virgins or whatever. I'm like, no, these people are like <laughs> businessmen, and they, they get about twenty kids. So. Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, my phone died. Anyways, <laughs> pretty much what the tweet was saying was, you know, we need to stand behind our um, women of color. So now it's pretty much saying, well, now you black women can be in the forefront because now it's starting to get scary. And it's not just a, a fun parade where we get to wear our little um, Vagina cat hats. hats. <laughs> right. <laughs> so now it's about to get real. So let the black folks get in front. I'm like, no, no. Uh uh-uh. uh. Also, I hate how they always, like, make black women clean everything up. Like, it's always, like, like exactly what you just said. Well, black women got to be at the forefront now. Like, it's always black women have to clean up the mess that white women made. Like, literally, all of this could have been ended if you taught your, if you raised your children right. If you would have raised your little white kids right. They wouldn't even be in there. A lot of them folks was young. So, a lot of them people are those women's sons in, in, uh brothers and stuff like that think about if they would have used their same energy teaching them what's right they wouldn't even be there we wouldn't even be in this situation it's not our fault why do we have to be the ones to to get out there i don't understand it oh yeah we're about to get controversial um so obama um after these uh, instances on his Twitter, he posts, um, you know, some Nelson Mandela quotes. He posts some Martin Luther King quotes about how we need to be peaceful and love one another and kumbaya. And he posted a picture of him staring into the window with some some black and white children, you know, love everybody. What? So uh, I just wanted to talk about the difference in response towards the white neo-Nazis um and the the black po- protesters who were granted tearing up stuff in the during the protests or whatever but i just want to talk about the difference in in the way they were addressed now when all that happened with mike brown and freddie gray and um the police were out there with the riot gear and people were getting tear gas and stuff like that um you know, I, I didn't hear that same that same um tone it was more of a condemning tone. It wasn't a we need to love tone. It was y'all being, uh, y'all acting like thugs. Um, uh, y'all need to get your act together. Um, stuff like that. So so my question is, why is there such a different tone? Why couldn't he have said that to the neo-Nazis who are deliberately racist? They're not, they're not protesting anything. They're just racist. Nothing's didn't happen to them. Why can't, why didn't he call them thugs? 
why didn't he condemn them? Why didn't he say, you know, uh, y'all need to pull your pants up or something like that? Why why was there a different tone towards the black people who were righteously angry than um, the white racist? Whoever wants to go. Do you so are you saying that Obama himself had called the riots like in Baltimore and in Ferguson? He you you you're saying that he called them thugs? Or do you feel like the media spend it that way? No, I'm I'm saying that's that's the tone of voice he had. It will it wasn't like the tone of voice that he has now where it's just like well, you know, we all need to come together in the Lord Jesus, Kumbaya, Nelson Mandela, Martin Luther King. It was kind of like a, well, you know, I know you're righteous, you're you're angry, but you know, you're you're acting violent and uh, uh, you know, you're acting like thugs and this and that and the other. It was more of a condemning tone rather than now. It's like a, well, we need to all come together, Kumbaya. Why couldn't we have had that Kumbaya speech um, during the Freddie Gray and the Mike Brown? Gotcha. I mean, I for me, it's kind of hard to tell. Like, I would really, I would physically need to see the responses side by side because the only one that I've seen in response to what's going on right now was him saying that racism isn't that one that you said where he's looking in the window and it's uh-huh. like those kids and he says, you know, racism is not a learned. I mean, it's not. You're not born with racism. It's a learned activity. Some along yeah. the lines of that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I don't even think Obama be tweeting for real. He probably at a beach in <laughs> Hawaii with Michelle smoking some weed right now. He don't, you know, like let's keep it real. Uh, Obama p- possibly does not tweet. Obama does not operate his own Twitter. He has never operated his own Twitter. Even when those tweets that say um, like "bo" at the end of it that uh-huh. they claim was by Barack Obama, that's a lie. Mm-hmm. He he does not. He never operated his own Twitter, so it's probably a white intern still operating his Twitter right now. So of course, <laughs> whoever is operating it is going to say what they what they're saying. But you know, he had to sign off of it. They can't just say what they want. No, no, they no. can't just say no anything. He he he's not he right because they know better. But um, he <laughs> he does not operate. He he is not viewing his Twitter. No, he got. Other shit to handle. He got two young girls. He trying to make sure they ain't out here thotting and bopping, making him look bad. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. As far as the, the as far as you know, the media, I feel like there's three there's three different avenues that we need to discuss. We need to okay. discuss how the president is going to respond. Mm-hmm. And we need to discuss how the media is going to respond. And we need to discuss how police respond. Okay. So Donald Trump, I feel like he did a terrible job in response to this incident. Mm-hmm. Um, he over here signing a bill for veterans, which is all fine and dandy, mm-hmm. but you're not, you're not addressing the situation. You're not, you're not saying that these people are what they are and that's terrorists. Yeah. And the only reason why you're not is because these are the people that funded your campaign. 100%, these are the people yep. that continue to, to fund everything that you do. You are nothing but a puppet. That's why he cannot negatively talk about these people this whole nation is ran on money so i don't i don't expect nothing less from mr cheeto man um (laughs) as far as the media is concerned we already know who running these networks so i'm not surprised that when there was riots in baltimore and ferguson that they were calling us thugs and now they're not calling these people thugs and terrorists because that's what they are Uh as far as the police are concerned i feel i i the thing that I could give to these white people, they get their 
they get their protests and stuff registered. So legally, they can be in these streets. Uh-huh. And I feel like that's the only reason why the police are protecting them, because um, they literally had a court order. At first, um, they they did not have the right to, to have this rally. However, um, they... Um, what's the word where you go against a court order? Appeal. Appeal. Yeah, they appealed it, and um, it was approved for them to rally. So I think that's um, that's something that I feel like people of color and and marginalized groups. That is something that we should consider in the future is getting our when we want to protest and we want to have these rallies. Is go ahead get those um, to get those registered and get cover the legality behind it so that we can be in these streets and the police are protecting us. But um, I saw a photo of a black police officer that was protecting, he was standing on along the lines where the Nazis were pretty much protesting yeah. and it was just crazy to me. Like, I had mixed feelings. You know, part of me was like, he's a sellout. And another part of me was like, yeah, well, he got to feed his kids. Yeah. And look at him looking sad. But I don't know. The type of person I am, I would have called out sick that day. Y'all got me fucked up. Well, exactly. <laughs> got to be these streets. Hell no. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't be me. What'd you think, KT? Oh, my favorite word. Just trash. Trash. Just trash. Um, Why I think the whole the whole thing is trash. I don't think it's fair that Obama can sit here and, and we 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 talked about this. I forgot what episode we talked about it on, but basically, I don't I don't see how Obama can sit here and and speak the the peace and all of that. And then previously, he wants to say he didn't specifically say thug, but basically say the thing like say it. Where it implied thug. Um, but you're right, Jaden, when you say, like, even, like, I didn't even know that you have to register to, to do that. Like, that's crazy to me. I didn't know that you needed to register your protest. But that information isn't known. Like, people don't tell others that you need to register to protest whatever you need to protest. So I think in regards to Obama and in regards to the media and in regards to Trump, I think that they are absolute trash for not saying anything other than um, we need peace. It, it reminds me of Joy whenever she was talking about last time. We just need to have <laughs> peace and, and come together and we all need to be one. But like when you come together and we all become one, then you leave people behind. So I don't I don't think that that should that should happen. And not only like, that, but it's just, how is it going to be possible for us to come together when you have a group that literally hates you and wants you dead? Yeah, that's what like, I'm saying. At like, at what point, like, you just going to force us together in a room and then what's going to happen? Like, we going to become yep. best friends? That, that that rhetoric is just, ugh. It's, that's, that's just, that's typical liberal rhetoric. It's not no, no type of uh, action in it. It's just, well, let's just love one another and then maybe one day... Everybody will come together. It's like, no, no, we need specific action. What are you going to do to make sure, first of all, I'm going to be protected from these crazy people? And then what can we do to make sure that uh, they don't raise a generation of people that think the exact same? But yeah, yeah overall, it's just... But you know what? Even though I remember y'all was chewing Joy out on that episode. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I, 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 I think... Oh. 
I took a part of a part of what she said makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, the two groups that are, you know, these brainwashed people who want all black people dead and people of color to be out of this country, we're not going to be able to sit down and kumbaya. But we as people of color, like, for, exi- for example, the Black Lives Matter movement, mm-hmm. my question, which we don't have the answer right now because that's an hour-long conversation. Mm-hmm. Does the Black Lives Matter really exist? Because do Black people really get together and really rally? And do we do we have faith in our leaders to do these things such as um, file to have our protests registered and things like Are we going to follow behind these people? Or are we too busy thinking, oh, no, he sucked dick. I can't follow him. Mm-mm, no, mm-hmm. I'm good. Nice. I don't do Black Lives Matter. Okay, cool. You're going to continue to be living in the projects and your kids are going to continue to be hungry and little Ray Ray and all your friends is going to continue to get shot every month because y'all not coming together to do something better for the greater good. But, and I feel like yeah. that, that, that's where, that that's where we fuck up. Our people fuck up because we not, we not really doing what we need to do to fight the 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 hate that's coming towards us. I don't know. I think the I think we're just we are just skeptical of a lot of people for various reasons. Some of that can can be justified. I mean, just look at churches for example. Um, the way in the past they people have been screwed by by churches and stuff like that, and and specific leaders, and uh, you know they they they're skeptical about their money because we ain't hardly got no money, and and you telling us to donate to this cause, we don't know what you finna do with the money. Uh, we don't know if, if you finna, you know, take the money and run. So I don't I don't know what we can do to make people not be skeptical and, and come together. I mean, as far as coming together, all it takes is one tragedy and then every, all the black people want to unite, but it don't last long. So what can we do to make to make it last and to make us actually be able to be able to do something like I don't I don't see where the how we can solve that. Jaden, if you know. I don't know, man. That's a good question. It it I think I think I think it's important to get a good solid group of committed people that can bring in a crowd, mm-hmm. you know, versus like two people trying to get a crowd of five hundred. Mm-hmm. Maybe two people could get a crowd of thirty leaders who in each of those thirty people could bring in thirty people who could bring in thirty people, et cetera, et cetera. But I mean at at the end of the day it's hard because it's like these people that are these Nazis and stuff like that, they're fueled by hate. Mm-hmm. Black people, we just chilling. We just trying to live for real. You right. Just trying to get ahead. So I, I think that I think that people really need to realize that there are issues out there. I think a lot of people just try to be blind to it. Uh-huh. Until 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 it really affects them. Like the for instance, the thing that happened in Orlando, the pulse shooting. Yeah. I can't tell you how many black people wasn't tripping off of that like and pastors mm, that was mm, like oh that's what they they get what they deserve right and Why you know you and i'm just like come on now that's crazy you would think that the people that have hashtag black lives matter in their bio <laughs> would have a problem with black lives not mattering and getting shot just trying to turn up that's the club, thing. you know but but they're not so I don't know. When I see people have hashtag Black Lives Matter in their bio, I just keep scrolling because I, I really can't. I can't take these. I can't take the social media um, 
social media activists who just retweet all day. I can't take them serious. I need people that are really going to say, you know, do some call to action and really try to educate people. Right. And that's the thing. Like, you know, you hear the white people and you hear some of the respectability politics people being like, well, before you can say Black Lives Matter, you got to make sure you ain't killing each other in the streets. And, you know, Black Lives Matter. But I'm like, OK, forget black on black crime. But I do think we actually need to realize that all black lives do matter, because at this point, a lot of people say black lives matter, like you said, but don't think all black lives matter. So maybe we need to get that out the way first. First, we need to make sure everybody is on the same page and agrees that every single black life matters and it's not like oh well you're this you're that i can't support that or you're this i can't and if you get killed by somebody well i guess it's your own fault we have to make sure that's out the way first before we can do anything before we can try to get united because like we were saying last episode or you know why the men, why men are oppressed episode like you can get all these black people together and say okay let's work towards black liberation or whatever but you get all these people separated by different ideologies and religion and stuff like that they're not going to be on board for some stuff but while it is it is you know making sure black lives matter because of their religion or other philosophies or political leanings they're not going to be for it so we got to make sure we can get everybody on this same page somehow which is going to take a while i think it's it's going to be hard exactly why you said because um religion is one thing that breaks our our communities and on top of that there's classism Uh like you like you said oh well if if they if they get shot that's their problem that sounds like a bougie black folk Uh you know so it's a lot it's gonna it's gonna be hard man but we just gotta keep grinding and and we can't stop I mean, we got right. some traction now. We got the white public eye, but we need to get each other's public, each other's eye now, and and make sure you know we're educating each other as well. You know, we tell the white folks to educate the white folks. We need to make sure we're educating our own as well, and not just the whites. And um, you know, hopefully, then we can make some progress. But yep, that's the state of, of what we're going through. We got the Nazis roaming around. You know, we got a Cheeto man in office. Um, threat of nuclear war. Hopefully we survive to 2018. And at that note, I guess we'll end the episode. So, (laughs) again, we're ending it on a uh, somber note. But, you know, we're live and donuts exist. So that's a good thing. Get you a donut. Mm-hmm. You don't even eat donuts. <laughs> I might get one today. Um, uh, no, you won't. Highly yeah. doubt it. Life is good. <laughs> a vegan. Gluten-free, free, fat-free, sugar-free. Right, made out of Highly cauliflower and uh, broccoli. <laughs> Ew. That's disgusting. Uh, but, yeah, uh, thank you so much, Jaden, for coming on this show. Spare of the moment. We appreciate you. No problem. Um, I've been wanting to come on for a long time. So yes, it's an honor. we got it on. We got it on. And after we tweeted that out, some more people said they wanted to get on, but it's too late. Ha, you should have. You should have answered ah! the call before. <laughs> <laughs> too bad. Sorry. Bye. Right, so, um, yes, thank you guys for listening to this episode. We appreciate it. Make sure you go check out Jaden and his podcast, the Unapologetic Podcast. Can you plug your stuff one more time for us, please? Sure, everybody. Make sure you follow me on all social media at the Great Jaden, and go ahead and Google search "unapologetic podcast." That's unapologetic with a K, and follow the podcast on social media at unapologetic pod. 
And you know, we have social medias as well. We have a Facebook, Facebook.com slash talk it out podcast, and Instagram, Instagram.com slash talk it out podcast, and our Twitter is at talk it out underscore pod. We have a website, tiopodcast.com. Merch coming very soon. Stay tuned for that. And um, any housekeeping, KT, and announcements before we go? Uh, nah. There never is. Not for me, at least. Make sure you guys aren't checking out the website and watching that because merch will be dropping like really <laughs> soon. Maybe a <laughs> uh, day after you hear this. So Whoa. it's not just going to be. And just a little sneak peek, it's not just going to be talking out podcast merch. Uh, it is also going to be other little cool, quirky t-shirts. So. Nice stuff. KT does art at KT underscore does art. Is that it? Yep, that's it. At KT underscore does art. Very good. All right. Um, Wait, I wanted to shout somebody out. I wanted to shout you out, Jaden, but before you came on the show for for shouting us out on his on his latest episode, what's it called? The Come Up? The Come Yes, the come up. The come Play up. Words. Everybody, check that episode out. It's very good. And I, I want to read that rich dad, poor dad book. That that got me back on. I need to go to the library and get that done. Um, yeah. Shout out to everybody that supports us and listens and retweets. We love you guys. This has been your girl Gabby, Katie, and Jada. And this has been Talk It Out.